What does it take to end cyber attacks? At Cyber Reason, we can tell you exactly what it takes. It takes an army of battle-tested defenders on a mission. Defenders who fight foes that operate under the cover of digital darkness. Defenders who think, move, and adapt faster than cyber attackers. Defenders with the technology and effortless automation to spot and attack forming on computers, mobile devices, servers, and the cloud, and alert you when it matters most. To end cyber attacks, it takes the brightest minds in global cyber intelligence working to deliver future-ready protection to guard your data wherever the fight moves. Cyber Reason is ready to win the battle with you and for you. In the fight to end cyber attacks, we are the defenders. Join us to reverse the adversary attacks with proactive protection against ever-evolving threats. Cyber Reason and cyber attacks from endpoints to everywhere. Learn more at cyberreason.com. That's C-Y-B-E-R-E-A-S-O-N.com. Hey, I'm Mike, and this year, thanks to Metro, nothing's getting between me and my holidays. As a rideshare driver, I know a thing or two about going the extra mile, and Metro's helping me go even further. Metro covered the switching fees and gave me and the family high-speed data for only $25 a line for four lines. Plus, we scored four free Galaxy phones from Metro just for switching. Now, we can all get in the holiday spirit streaming our favorite tunes and ring in the new year over video chat with family and friends. You work hard. Switching to Metro isn't. This season, there's zero fees to switch. And right now, enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines, plus four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. I'm Mike, and that's how I rule my holiday with Metro. Plus device sales tax with eligible port in a no T-Mobile service in past 180 days. One phone per line while supplies last. If new line deactivates, all lines lose four-line promo rate. Additional terms apply. Limited time offer. See Metro by T-Mobile.com. Hey everyone, just wanted to pop in really quickly before the episode gets started to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor has been such a big help in creating this podcast and is really the reason that you're listening to this episode on the platform that you are, which is super cool. So if you want to learn more about Anchor, just head to anchor.fm or you can download the Anchor app on your phone. All right, well that is all, so let's just get into the episode. Welcome to Girl We Gotta Talk. I'm your host, Elena Jakes. This podcast is a lifestyle and entertainment news podcast where I talk all about life struggles, the breakups, the makeups, business aspirations, and I am always having new guests on to discuss it all. Plus, I'm always giving you the latest on all things pop culture. So let's jump into today's episode because Girl We Gotta Talk. Welcome back to Girl We Gotta Talk podcast. Today I am joined by Haley Lawler. She is a health and wellness coach living in Boston. And today we're just going to talk about the importance of health and fitness, but we're also going to debunk a lot of the myths and assumptions that people have on being healthy, being fit, what being a fitness influencer means. Um, But yeah, I'm super pumped to have her on. So welcome to the podcast, Haley. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Awesome. Um, yeah, I think today's conversation is going to be really important because I think everyone obviously like wants to be fit and healthy and not a lot of people know how to like get started, but I think there's a lot of like misconceptions about it. So I'm excited to like learn from you today. Um, do you want to just introduce yourself a little bit more so people can get to know you? Yeah, totally. So 
As she said, I currently live in Boston. Um, I'm currently a full-time occupational therapy student and getting my doctorates from Boston University. Um, I have my bachelor's in science um, from the University of New England. Um, right now, I currently am living with my boyfriend and my corgi puppy, Ellie. She's five months old. <laughs> and on the side, I run a health and wellness coaching business um, that takes one-on-one -on -one clients and focuses on multidimensional health. So not just like trying to lose weight or gain muscle, but really looking at your wellness overall. So what is your physical, emotional, social, financial intellectual health look like and how can we kind of grow you into this like holistically healthy person versus just trying to be a certain number on the scale or looking a certain way um yeah so yeah I think that's great that you're doing that I think obviously like people want to be like healthy and fit but I think it's so much more than that it's your mind it's like your whole lifestyle so that's awesome that you're doing that could you break down a little bit more into like what that means like day to day, kind of your role in that? Sure. So like my typical day is, well, right now all of our classes are on Zoom for my OTD program. So I'll do Zoom classes and then I have about five clients right now. I started um, only a couple months ago. So I still have, it's a relatively new business, but it's going really well so far. Um, I have about five clients who I meet with once a week and we meet weekly and talk about kind of like how the day went and we all have like long-term goals, but each week we set a specific goal. So like the way that I'm approaching um, health coaching is what does success look like for you for the next seven days? And let's just focus on those next seven days versus trying to like work towards fitting in an old pair of jeans, you know? So it's just like, let's really focus on like being in the moment and like attacking the goals that we can achieve in the next couple of days. Online classes, meeting with health coaching clients and working out and cooking. <laughs> <laughs> cooking. Um, yeah, I think that's smart. I think, yeah, because, like, people just want to, like, get to a certain number, and, like, that's all they have in their head, or, like, fitting into, like, old jeans, like you said, but it's, like, you have to take it day by day, like, smaller goals. That's smart. What are you cooking? What do you like to cook? Okay, let me rephrase that. <laughs> Eating. My boyfriend does all the cooking. It's the best part of li about living with each other. Oh, my um, gosh. That's so rare. What? Consume. <laughs> so, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> you got so lucky with that oh my gosh um cool so how did you like get into this because I feel like you have to there has to be something that you're just like I want to help because you're helping so many people like how did you kind of get started yeah totally so when I was in uh undergrad at the University of New England up in Maine I didn't really have many friends and I started to get really stressed and I had no stress outlet in it. I wanted to like start to get into health and wellness and like fitness and like working out, but I didn't have those like resources. Like I was just like looking on Pinterest, like ab workout yeah. or like, you know, and I started to work out and see results but I also just had no idea 
about like how to do it. So I was totally under eating and restricting myself and it quickly developed into this like binge eating disorder because I wasn't eating enough food to like fuel my body. And plus I was going through all the stress. So I started to look at like food and exercise um, in this way that was really unhealthy. And through a lot of like confidence building therapy and education about what health and wellness actually looks like, I was able to recover from that. But it took a lot of years of learning to accept and like fall in love with like not only my body, but like myself and like who I am as a person and like figure out like what makes me interesting, what makes me cool, what makes me um, different, you know? And so I found that the biggest like component of like recovery was being able to like fall in love with me, but also have education and like actual resources for like what I should be doing in the gym. Mm -hmm. So like I said, I'm getting my doctorates in OT. So this whole health coaching thing is kind of something I'm doing on the side just because I want to help people. Um, I don't think I've said it yet, but I run like this Instagram called Haley lives and I initially made it because while I was struggling, I wanted to have friends that I could share my journey with to of recovery and kind of like connect with other girls who may be struggling and start to share, um, about this struggle in recovery because, no one talks about it, you know? I mean, it's a little bit more, it's a little bit less taboo now, but like five years ago, I I would say it's not. So I, through this Instagram account, I gained a small following and I figured like people started to reach out to me about like, well, how did you do this? Like, how do you learn about health and wellness? Like, how do you know what to do in the gym? Like, it's so intimidating. And like, how do you grow your confidence? So I was like, you know, I'm a grad student right now. I'm not doing anything for work because I don't have the time. So why don't I create an online business where I can um, help people who are like me and maybe prevent, um, prevent people from going through what I went through. Mm -hmm. So this health coaching thing, it's not meant to be like some people's it's like, disgustingly expensive like it's like 200 bucks for a month like that's like insane I could never afford that so right now I'm doing like really cheap I have like this like um offer for some people right now it's like 35 bucks a month and you're meeting with me one-on-one every week and you're getting personalized programs and because like to me it's like not about the money it's just like being able to people yeah yeah be a resource and helping people That's awesome. And that's something that like you would probably have really, really liked having back when you were struggling and like to be able to help and kind of pay it forward. That's awesome. And like, Um, I remember getting this, like, like I hired a macro coach, someone who like told me how many calories I should be eating. And I remember paying her like 175 bucks for two months because I just didn't know any better. And I was so desperate to like look for help and all she did was send me numbers every month. Like there was no education on to like how to eat healthy, what I should be eating, what I should like be doing to take care of myself. And I saw that gap and really wanted to like create it for other people. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a great program. What has the progress been like 
um, through your clients so far? Like I have one client that's like, like you think that when you get a health coach, you're going to be like doing all these crazy workouts, starving yourself all day, like going to bed hungry. Like that's just not like our approach. I have a girl that she has three jobs right now and she is a full-time student and just has no time. And me and her goal for the past month has been literally go on three walks each week that are intentional and for you and use the time to reflect, but also get exercise and that time is made for you. And she's made incredible progress. She went from not working out at all to doing all these walks and she's been journaling and she feels so much better and confident in herself. And we haven't even talked about like the scale or anything. All we've talked about is what is she eating to nourish her body? Is she moving intentionally with purpose for her versus just walking around the hospital? Like she's taking steps to like get exercise that's like for her and journaling to build a stronger relationship with herself. So it's not just like, here's some workouts, like go have fun. Like, I mean, I definitely have a client that's like, all right, I want hard workouts. Like give them to me. So like we met this morning and she was like, Haley, I was not able to move the next day, (laughs) but it's really like what you want out of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it seems like you're personalizing to that person, like to each client and everyone's different what they want. Um, I really like the walk idea. I think like especially when ever since everyone's been quarantined, everybody is like left alone with their thoughts and then people get overwhelmed so easily. And like I started doing walks. I'll take my dog and I'll walk for like 30 minutes to an hour and it lets me clear my mind. And then I'm like, okay. And then I just got like, what, an hour walk in like that. I feel great now for your mind, for your health, like all of it. And it's just such a release. Like, I don't think people realize how beneficial walks can be. It's so random, but it's like, I know you're like okay this like isn't even productive like you burn like two calories walking like it's like my heart rate isn't even up like this is a waste of time you're not even going that fast but like to me I feel like it's so therapeutic and like you're outside and like oh it's just so nice you get podcasts in yes oh my gosh so many podcasts um yeah and like literally just leaving your house is like another aspect of it like get out of like the four walls like you got to get out of your house so important um yeah that's really awesome I think it's so important to reach out and if it's reaching out to you to have you know a better mindset on things like I would do it like if you're listening to this right now like reach out to Haley because (laughs) it's great um so you kind of said because of the eating disorder, that's what like drew you to this. I want to touch on that a little bit more because like you said, I mean, I guess, I guess recently it's been something where people are talking about it and, um, it's more of, it's not as, you know, hush hush. Like I feel like when, back when we were younger and in high school and middle school, it was like, I don't even, I'm trying to think of like a health class where it's like, eating disorders is so, I don't know, they made it so weird. It's like so many people have eating disorders and it's not, it's something that we need to be talking about. It's a normal thing. Um, so I'm glad that people are like bringing it to the surface and having conversations about it because it's super important. Um, do you, so I guess that kind of drove you to this online business. Um, how have you been, I guess, dealing with it now because I think and correct me if I'm wrong but when you have an eating disorder and you recover from the eating disorder you're not like 
fixed. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't like go away. Yeah. Um, so how do you still kind of deal with it and overcome the challenges that are a part of that? I think you're right on that. Like with anything that you recover from, it will always be a part of you and that's okay. And I think oftentimes we try to compare ourselves to someone that we were before this all happened. Like, I find that sometimes I say, you know, I wish I could be the girl that I was before I got it. Or like, even like with losing weight, you're like, oh, I wish that I looked like what I looked like in high school or whatever. So the biggest thing for me is focusing on that. This is kind of my new norm. And I'm constantly trying to like challenge myself to be better and do things that are like hard for me. So one thing that has been really hard that I just started to accomplish in the past year was eating things like olive oil or like pasta, like just out of like the fear of like it being so dense in calories or like society labels it as like a bad food. What I'm trying to teach myself and like, obviously it's easier said than done, but like there's no foods that like you shouldn't be eating. And like, I feel like when I spent so long trying to restrict those foods from my diet, I just craved them more and more and more. But to touch on the point that like in health class, you kind of learn that this is like this like taboo forbidden thing that like you may come across. So many people are struggling with this, especially girls that are in college, high school. Um, That's like the biggest category. And they often struggle alone. And I know that like people are starting to talk more about it on Instagram, but that's more like those influencers with like over like a hundred thousand people that are getting all of this support. If you're just like a girl who's attending college and has her group of friends and you maybe you follow a couple of people online, like it's still hard to talk about. Like you don't have that community that's like really supportive and like opening it or that can open up about their struggles, it's still a really isolating feeling. And I think the biggest way to overcome those feelings is to get help. And yes, I can help with some of the aspects of recovery, but I think the biggest component could be getting therapy. There are therapists that specialize in eating disorders. Getting professional help to try to reframe your mindset around food can change your life. So you had this eating disorder. When did you kind of sit back and realize like this was a problem? Yeah. So I realized that this was a problem when I I had this really long-term boyfriend and I found like he would come and visit me up in college. And there was just one night where like we were trying to go out to dinner and I couldn't find anything on the menu that I thought looked low calorie. And like, I was so stressed about like, what am I going to work out to like work this off? And, um, it just totally took away from like the experience of like being with him. And I started to like realize I wasn't experiencing like life moments as they are, but like I was experiencing them more like surrounded or, um, encompassed in like food and food anxiety and like workout anxiety. So not that I don't think that's an official term, but you know what I mean? Um, So it really started to consume my entire life and be about simply food and exercise. And I was like, I don't want to live like this. Like this isn't normal and I don't deserve to live like this. And that's when I started to look up 
um, therapists in the area. I think that what you just said about um, like looking at the menu and looking at calories and not actually like getting what you want and living that moment out. I feel like that's such a common thing. And especially, mm-hmm. and I feel like, especially with women, unfortunately, because I feel like we have such a, a the people put us in a box and you have to look a certain way. So like in your mind, like all we can eat is salad or like, you know what I mean? And people mm-hmm. want you to look a certain way. So you're like, okay, well, I already had all the calories I need today. Like I can't eat anymore. I think that's so common among people. And I don't think other girls are talking about that as much. Like, why are we all doing that? Yeah. And like, obviously my, my experience was very like, don't be scared if like you're like, if I, if that just connected with you and you're, or if you're a listener and you're like, oh my God, like maybe I have one. You, a lot of women experience anxiety about going out to eat and food choices because that is the way that society puts us in a box. Like you said, we are constantly being pressured to be thinner and thinner and smaller and shrink ourselves into this box. And it's not just with fitness. It's with everything. It's with our personalities. It's with our emotions. We're all, we're just constantly trying to be shrunk and not be the most of ourselves and not be all of ourselves. So that's on that. (laughs) But, um, the disorder itself was very toxic and very draining and um, made me unable to like function some days. So I think that women as a whole experience a lot of these tendencies and a lot of women don't have healthy relationships with food. And that hurts my heart because food is so great and fun. And we use food to celebrate so many amazing moments in our lives And the fact that so many of us women are facing anxiety when trying to celebrate or live in the moment, like that just makes me sad, you know, and that's more of the end of like what I could probably help people with. But if you're experiencing something that's really severe, then um, I think therapy is for you because that's really what changed my life. So as far as um, kind of noticing you have a problem what, if someone's listening to this and they realize like, you know, they probably should reach out to someone, what are those steps? Cause people will say like, get help. But like, I don't think people know what exactly that looks like. So like everyone can say, go see a therapist. So tangible steps to see a therapist. Psychology today is a website where you can search the type of therapist you want based off of the kind of insurance that you have. You can filter for male or female. I choose female because I have vulnerable topics that I only feel comfortable sharing with females. I think that women can relate to women really well. You can base it obviously off of your location and you can contact them directly via the website. So I think that that's the most accessible way to um, get therapy. If you don't have insurance, um, there and you live in the Boston area like me, um, I'm not sure if they have it in other areas. Um, they may. Right now, Boston in all of Massachusetts is offering free online therapy to anyone who inquires about it um, specifically due to COVID, but I think that the um, policy may extend beyond the pandemic. Um, and there's always like hotlines that you can call if you ever feel um, on, if you ever feel in a position where you need to talk to someone urgently, there's always free hotlines that you can call. 
But as for someone who wants to start talking to someone, I would check out psychology today. Okay. Awesome. Um, so kind of what we just touched on for a little bit, um, and how society kind of puts us in a little tiny box. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to just ask you a few questions about kind of what you think on things because, um, and like we were saying, I think first of all, the talk about like eating disorders is a little bit less taboo now. And with that, I think, um, we as a society are like slowly moving into like a, um, more inclusive space as far as like body shapes and people are more accepting of like body shapes. And okay. So something that comes to mind is the fact that first of all, Victoria's secret, like growing up Victoria's secret, all the models were super, super tiny and like beautiful and growing up. That is what, um, I know I compared myself to, and I'm sure a ton of other women did as well. And Victoria's secret is like slowly like plummeting because that's just not the look anymore. Like we are more accepting of body types and nobody wants to look Mm -hmm. the same as the person next to them. Um, Rihanna, um, with her line, um, Savage X Fenty. Yes. She Mm -hmm. just came out with this like incredible line where there's men, women, all shapes and sizes, all colors, all genders. Like literally like that is what, first of all, Victoria's Secret, you should have been doing like years ago. Like you really fumbled Mm -hmm. the ball. Um, But don't worry, Rihanna picked it up because that is what, and it made me so happy because that is what women and young girls especially should be seeing honestly, Victoria's Secret and other lines like that, I think are a huge reason as to why women especially had these eating disorders or these insecurities about themselves because they were looking at that. That's what they thought the standard was. Um, so I don't know. I just think like, yes, we are moving slowly into like a more inclusive space. And I'm very excited about that. But how do you think like what you saw in society, what you saw like on the TV and magazines, how do you think that affected you and your like health and fitness journey? I think the one thing that's really cool about um, Savage X Fenny is that they're including men. Like, yes. yes, we've had strides for women about body positivity, but when have you seen a man without a six pack in an ad? You haven't. She's the first person I've seen that has plus size men models. Like that's huge. Or someone who isn't, who doesn't identify as a man or a woman, someone who may be uh, gender fluid, you know, like that's amazing. Um, But as for like, I mean, when I created my Instagram five years ago, I saw such toxic posts on social media. Like I know it's been said a million times and we don't have to go super into it, but just about how social media is such a highlight reel and there's Facetune, there's retouch apps. Like the people's, like how many photos do you take when you're trying to get an Instagram picture? Probably like 50 and then you choose the best one that has the best angle and then a young girl or old, like literally anyone who's looking at your photos sees that and thinks, wow, like, I wish my body looked like that. Their body doesn't even look like that. You know, like that's crazy. And like this new trend, like, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's like, a like I see a lot of people post a photo of them flexed versus them like unflexed with like, oh, yeah. but it's like those women who are posting that, like half of them are like 
they're like forcing roles like that isn't inspirational to me I understand trying to show that you don't always look like flexed and perfect all the time but it almost feels like kind of fake that you're trying to like pretend that you have these roles like you literally see women like hunched over like oh check this out but like it almost makes you feel worse because you're like no but like when I sit down I like actually like have stomach fat and like you're just like trying to like you're forcing it yeah it just like feels weird to me (laughs) yeah I feel like I have a few things on that because I have seen those where they do and it's like mostly fitness influencers or like really big influencers where they do the picture that they literally posted like three Instagram posts ago where they looked like snatched and then the next one is the same day where they yeah they're hunched over or like they like they're not flexing and you're like okay cool we get it you still look amazing (laughs) yeah but part of me is like then why post the first photo right because right. then you're, she, you're adding to the toxicity of all of this. Like, yes. If you have thyroid eye disease and itchy eyes have you itching for a fight, it might be time to discover another treatment option. To learn more, visit TreatMyTed.com. That's TreatMyTed.com. You're making a good point now that, like, we don't all look like that and everyone poses. But at the same time, you're the one posing like that so like right. you're the problem and you're and what people you see like, like what yeah and like, don't get me wrong if I am adding a picture of myself on Instagram it's probably going to be the best one that I took yeah but you will never find me using an app to change the shape of my body because how messed up is that for people who are still trying to find serenity and love for themselves and they're constantly seeing bodies of people that don't even have those bodies mm-hmm. it's awful yeah so social media in itself is a huge contributor i think to poor self-image and self-love because you're just constantly looking at bodies of these people that are like you said they're the most snatched that they could possibly be contortion like they're yeah. like it it's so funny to me too because it's like what if you're in like a fly on the wall and you're watching this person like get the perfect pose it might look good in the mirror but just imagine like watching someone take that perfect photo they're like bending their body in a certain way like, what are you doing and for what you know what I mean for what like the validation that someone's gonna say your butt looks good it's just crazy to me social media is just I could go on and on about it and it and adds to so much yeah like negativity and I mean, when I was younger, we didn't have, social media wasn't as big. And so I didn't have all of these. I mean, yes, we had expectations, but it obviously like younger girls now are having it way, way worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I just can't imagine growing up in a, in a space where it's like, you're constantly comparing yourself to like literally the most beautiful humans you've ever seen. Like, look at the girl, like I have a younger cousin in all of her photos like the ones she posts on Instagram are with Snapchat filters from a young age. All of these young girls are using these Snapchat filters that make their jawline look better, shrink their nose, make they have, make themselves have makeup on. Like all of those people now are using Snapchat filters as their Instagram pictures because they think they look prettier with a distorted face. Yeah. That's, um, that's so sad. Um, 
why are those Snapchat filters like a thing? Because I was like, literally the other day, I was trying to take an Insta story for this, my podcast, like I was doing a video and I'm like trying to find a filter. Um, and all of them, I didn't even use it because all of them like shrink my nose so bad. I'm like, and then it changes your eye color. And I'm like, people, I don't even look like this. People are going to be like, what is she doing? And it's not even my fault. It's all the filters that like are on Instagram. Why do they all shape our face like that? And it's like, it goes back to the box, like putting us in a box. Like why does everyone's nose have to be so tiny? You know, it's just, it's, it's crazy. It's sad. It is. This is a really um, sad episode. We're talking about really sad things, but they're know, just going to get better. We need to wake up and realize it. <laughs> um, so, okay. So if you had advice for somebody right now, like what would you say to women any age um, that are going on social media right now and they see all these things, um, fitness influencers, um, just influencers influencers in general or just their friends and they're comparing themselves to people um online what would you say to them i would say that there is an unfollow button (laughs) make your feed what makes you happy you do not have to follow anyone that makes you feel like shit yeah you follow people that make you laugh and if that's videos of puppies if that's funny meme accounts, if that's only your friends, like no one's forcing you to follow so-and-so that posts all of these photos that make you feel terrible. So when you get done with this episode, go to your Instagram and unfollow anyone who's ever made you feel like that because that's not what um, Instagram is made for. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And that goes back to like your mindset and then like that attributes to your positive or negative mindset because I mean, especially with quarantine, like everyone's screen time I know is at least like six hours or more. That's like the average, um, which is terrible. It's so bad. Um, and so obviously what you see every day for those six to eight hours or whatever you're on your phone attributes to how you think. So yeah, unfollow them. That's good advice. Um, so, okay, we're going to move to more positive talk. Um, so like fitness, I think, um, especially with quarantine, I think a lot of people have a lot more time on their hands. And I think a lot of people started to work out and they found fitness as something that helped them. Because like we said earlier today, like we are stuck in our houses and even going on walks is good to just like release and reflect and just like get out of your head because there's just so much stress within obviously working from home and just being stuck in the house. Um, so I think a lot of people found working out and, and just like focusing on themselves more. Um, I know for me, I am someone that's like always doing something. Like I always have something every single day. Like I always had something going on and then quarantine hit and COVID happened. And I was like, Oh my God, like, first of all, I don't have to be anywhere this is kind of great for like the beginning of it. And now I'm, I'm over it, but like at the beginning of it and I was like, okay, well maybe I can focus on myself now. Like I'll start working out regularly and actually stick to the routine that like I always, cause I feel like this is also common. Like when people get motivated, they get motivated for like a couple weeks and then it fades away and then yeah. they just 
like lose it for a couple months and they go back. So like for me being quarantined and literally having nowhere to go, I was almost like forced to just like stick to the routine and that's not even just working out. It's kind of like what you are like implementing to your clients. It's like I was able to start my day off like slow and like, I don't journal, but honestly I should, but I was just like reflecting and, um, just like taking it, you know, like taking it slow. Then I would like just do whatever I wanted. Then I would work out. And then, you know, it's just like, it was nice to just have like the me time. And it was like me time every single day. Like it was great. Amazing. And I built this like routine and um, I wasn't even strict about it, but like there was nothing to do. So it was just my routine. It was just my daily routine and I loved it. And I'm starting to lose it a little bit more because <laughs> things are slowly kind of happening. Um, and it's not as like strict as it was, but I love it. I love having the me time in the morning, um, doing what I want to do during the day. I mean, I have a job, but like working and working out for me. Um, it was great. So I think with routines, people look at that as, um, not even unhealthy, but like being super strict and like, I'm on a diet and I have to work out. And that's not like a healthy way of looking at it. Um, for me, I turned it into like a lifestyle. I think that's more important Mm -hmm. and just like incorporating small things into, your routine. So what can you kind of say on, sorry, I just rambled for like 30 minutes, but what can you say to, to like making health and fitness a part of your actual life and like your everyday life? Yeah. So like, I think I alluded to it earlier, but like health and fitness doesn't mean that you have to eat broccoli, chicken and rice and like make yourself sweat for like two hours a day <laughs> like you can literally just go for a walk and like add like some fruit into your breakfast and like that's good but <laughs> I think it's more of a way of balance nourishing yourself and like taking care of yourself when you wake up in the morning like do you want to take care of yourself and like nourish yourself today or like do you want to like feel gross and terrible and like crap and like you know what some days you do some days I had a really hard day at school and I want to order a pizza and I want to sit on the couch and I don't want to shower and I want to feel gross and watch like terrible (laughs) rom-coms that is as healthy as going and working out and then eating like a high protein meal being healthy isn't just eating veggies and working out. Being healthy is being balanced. And yeah. that's what a lot of people miss. I think that like if you take a day off and like a day off from being healthy and do something that's indulgent, like that's not necessarily unhealthy. It's just being you and being a balanced version of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with what you're saying on like the balance, because I think, um, when people, and we're going to get to the assumptions because this is one of them, but, um, not to spoil it, but a lot of people think that like being healthy is yeah. Like eating broccoli and rice and starving themselves in a way. Um, and like just being super strict, but, and like you had talked about, that's what you were doing. And it led to an eating disorder where you're binging because you 
you know, you wanted all the foods you weren't giving yourself. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the balance part super important. And I mean, yeah, we all have the days where we're like, okay, I'm not doing anything today. Like I woke up today. I'm not doing it. Like, I'm just, I'm not going to work out. I'm going to have pizza. Like I probably drink all night. You know, it's like, and that's and fine. It feels like, so good. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, the best feeling. It's like, live your life. Like you can be healthy, but you can only be healthy to a certain extent. Like just do what you want to do at the end of the day. And like when you are on your deathbed, like, sorry, that's like kind of like <laughs> harsh, but when you're on your deathbed, like you're not going to be like, oh my God, like I ate low calorie skinny pop on <laughs> July 10th of 2011. Like you're going to be like, I had an amazing time with this person and we celebrated my birthday doing this. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like live your life in a way that's like exciting and fun and that keyword balance. Like you don't have to indulge every day in like crazy foods and like do like eat like 12 burgers from McDonald's. You could have one. I don't know. Like people yeah. just think that it's like an all or nothing approach and it's just not. Like eating, going to McDonald's one day after you worked out for like, say, three days in a row and you go to McDonald's like the fourth day, it's not going to set you back. It's not going to just like all of a sudden make you bigger. Like it's not, it's a tiny burger. It's like, okay, even well, if that's, it's not. That's the scary part. Like that's the thought process. This is going to make me bigger. Why are we so afraid of that? Yeah. Like why is that such a terrible feeling to be bigger? And it's because society tries to make us smaller. Yep. And that's the sad part. We're constantly living in a fear as women to, that we're going to be bigger. Yeah. What you said about when we were talking about like Rihanna's line and having finally having a guy. And it's weird because I think, yes, women get put in this box, but we get put in so many different boxes that that's our only focus. We don't realize that like guys also get put in boxes. Mm -hmm. And for Rihanna to have that guy who's not stick skinny and doesn't have rock hard abs was incredible. It was awesome. Like yeah. we don't even think about men because I think they have, <laughs> I think women think we have it way worse. And sometimes, yeah, we do, but yeah, we do <laughs> um, for the most part, it's like a 70, 30 thing. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I think that was awesome for someone to finally like be that role model for guys and be like, it's literally okay to look any way you want. Okay, so I think we should hop into like the assumptions because right, we're kind of already touching on it. I think we should just dive right in. I asked on my Instagram um, assumptions that people had about health and fitness. It could be anything between like fitness influencers, um, just like eating healthy in general, just like anything, literally anything. So we got a couple um, and I'll just read them and we can just talk about them and how we, how we feel on them. So- cool. This first one is literally what I just said. Um, he said, not a current one, but an older one was the ideal male body shape was having abs and big muscles. So I think he's saying like when he was younger, he thought like, that's what I have to look like. I think literally just because Rihanna did this, like it's becoming more apparent that like men's clothing and men's marketing is still like that. Yeah. And like, what a terrible pressure to feel like you have to, well, it's, it is kind of funny how like the roles are reversed. Like men are supposed to be like big macho and like women are supposed to be like really dainty and tiny. Yeah. But, um, men experience the same thing and 
like going back to like an eating disorder, like when men get eating disorders, it's even more isolating because they're supposed to be strong and capable of like conquering all of these things. Like they're not supposed to ask for help. So when they develop something like this, like an even further challenge. Um, totally. And we've been talking about pretty much women this whole time, but it's, it's just crazy to think that men also have this issue and it's just, it's still, ta- I would say men's issues with um, health and fitness and eating disorders is still taboo. I'd never hear about it ever. Have you ever heard about anyone in, in like celebrities too? Like if you think about um, pop culture things, like so many women celebrities come out and say like, yes, I had an eating disorder when I worked on this movie or whatever it is. I, not once have I heard a male celebrity say, yeah, when I, you know, it's crazy. Right. So here's to and having I- men talk about it. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And like, and now, like, if you're gender fluid, it's and I wonder if it's even like a feeling of like, well, do I need to be a bigger version of myself? Or do I need to be a smaller version of myself? Like, what, what are the societal standards? And what will, what are the societal standards becoming for people who are um, non-binary? Yeah. And that's such an interesting an interesting question because I don't know. I just wish that like society didn't have any standards, any Mm -hmm. sort of standards. And like, we could all just be whatever we wanted to be because yeah. In a way like they, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there are expectations for um, those who are non-binary or gender fluid to look a certain way. But as from my understanding, I don't know of any. So if there are none, that must be so comforting. Yeah. And I think, um, I think we're moving in that direction of like dropping the standards, not dropping, like not lowering standards, but like just literally having no standards. Right. You You can be who you want. Exactly. Um, okay. So the next one was, um, that day in the life videos of influencers are not totally representative of what they act. Okay. Of what they actually eat in a day. So I guess like the eat in a day videos that like people will do, they're not totally accurate. I actually really liked this one because I feel the same way. Um, Every time I watch a YouTuber that, that does this, they literally will say it at least once or twice in the video. Like, I don't normally make this, but I thought it would be really pretty for the video. And I thought it would be fun to share. It's like, okay, what? (laughs) Or like all their meals are like HelloFresh. And they're like, thank you, HelloFresh, for sponsoring this video. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, okay, what the heck was the point of this? I wanted to see what someone like you eats every day so that I could get good ideas about like what to feed myself. And here you are whipping up like a nine, like a five course meal. I can't do this. Like I'm 23. Like, no. Um, Yeah. It's like, I've had people like DM me on my Instagram. Like you should do a story of like what I eat in a day. And like, everything, it changes every day. Like, I don't know. And like, do you really want to see me be like, okay, well I had to leave really early this morning. So I grabbed a protein bar for breakfast. And then like, I had some wheat, (laughs) like wheat thins and cheese for lunch. And like, like, you know, like it just like, like, honestly, I would rather see that than cause that's realistic. That's the point of it. Like, what do you actually eat in a day? Like, yes, sometimes I run late and I had to grab a protein bar. Like sometimes I forget that it's lunchtime and I had wheat thins and like, it doesn't matter. Like, that's what I want. That's what I want to see. Right. 
I don't know. It also goes back to the whole, like, the whole, like, highlight reel. Mm -hmm. It's like they're just doing it because it looks good and it's, like, the prettiest food that they've had before, so they're going to do it again and make it. Also, like, food doesn't always look that nice. And, like, when people make those, um, like, a kai bowls, like, it's like, okay, really? Or, like, my, like, people make avocado toast look so pretty, and I can guarantee that mine does not. <laughs> How do you do that? Yeah, literally. Um, okay, next one is um, kind of going back to that first one. It says, the vast majority of male actors that need to be buff actually took steroids to do so. So it's kind of going back to the whole, like, standard of what they have to look like um I have a strong opinion on steroids (laughs) so I think that if you want to take steroids then that is your personal decision and that's what in the same way that if a woman wanted to get lip filler that's your decision you do it you do whatever makes you feel good or confident but if you are going to go online and tell people that that is you naturally you are contributing to the bad parts of society because you're creating unrealistic standards for your followers. So if you're going to do it and talk about it or lie about it, it's just ridiculous and totally wrong. Yeah. But if you're just doing it to feel better or to be, to feel more confident or whatever choice you make, that's your choice to make. You are your own person, but just don't go and try to spew that that isn't the case because that's when it creates unrealistic standards or unrealistic like ideas of those that you are influencing. Totally. Yeah. Just be honest about it. Cause I mean, lip fillers is a good um, comparison because when you see celebrities or whoever it is, get lip fillers, you, most of the times you can tell like their lips are a little bit fuller. Um, and I think a lot of people get hate when they're like, why are you lying about it? Like everyone clearly knows. And then that- like, who cares? Yeah, that becomes the problem in itself. It's like, oh, you should be, you should be embarrassed that you got them. Like, don't be embarrassed. Own it. You got them for a reason. It makes you feel better than say it, but don't lie and act like you were born with those lips or don't lie and act like you were, you worked hard for, I mean, you can sell it. Like glutes or like a, yeah. like a implants there. Like there's so many people that sell like glute guides and like they bought the yeah. plan. <laughs> yeah. Just say that you did that. And then, yeah, because then you're completely lying about, you're completely lying to everyone that follows you. Okay. The next one was that being healthy and fit means I have to eat like a bird every day. That mm-hmm. is kind of what you think when you think I need to eat healthy. And that is like, like I sent a video, like each week I send videos to my clients and I sent a video to one this week. And it was basically talking about like how I don't want them to take, like, if you're trying to eat healthier, I don't want you to take any foods away. What I want you to do instead is add in more foods. So be the opposite of a bird with breakfast, add in more fruit with lunch, add in more veggies, dinner, add in more veggies. Don't take anything away because if you take something away, you're just going to crave it and then end up eating it again. And that's not fun. Take foods away. That's not realistic. And like, you don't want to live your life, like not having certain foods in your diet, unless you're like allergic to them, but like add more things in. I mean, I mean, yeah, we've said like a trillion times, but like the less you eat, the more you want to eat. 
And then you're basically doing the opposite of what you were intending. So, all right. The last one was that video influencers make workouts that don't actually work. Like they target a body type, but that's literally not how this works. They just do it for views. I can personally say that when I add like a, like a photo that is showing like an idealistic body type or like, like a photo of like my body working out gets more impressions than like a video of like me and, or a picture of like me and my dog. So like it, the idea that like people are posting stuff for views truly may be correct because people get addicted to seeing those numbers Mm -hmm. of people that are liking and engaging with their content but you kind of have to go back and like think about like what your like morals and values are but like what one thing that I've been seeing a lot that I like lately is um like some of the people I follow have been like yes I look like this but it's highly due to genetics and like I don't store any fat in my abdomen not me personally I do but like some like a girl I follow she was like yeah I don't store any fat in my abdomen and like when I post an ab workout like don't think that like you're going to look like me because I've always looked like this and like I'm thankful for that but yeah and like one workout isn't going to change anything like you have to be on like a program or like doing something consistently like don't think if you just do this crazy workout that someone posted that you're going to look just like them yeah and sometimes they don't even look like them like we said (laughs) exactly yeah and like targeting the body type or a body type or targeting a body part um I think that is also a misconception of like if you see a a fitness influencer or whatever you see a video of someone doing a workout and they're doing abs like you said like okay doing that one exercise or the like that circuit of exercise um isn't going to give you abs the next day and like targeting different body parts. That's not how it works. It's like what you said, consistency and like working at it over a period of time. It's not like you're going to do that, like Chloe Ting workout or whatever, like you wake up the next day. Like that's just not how it works, but it's sad that people do um, make videos and say like get abs in a day or like get abs in a week. And they get views because of that, because that's what people think is working out. That's what they think um, they should be doing. And we also have to remember that like these people that are fitness influencers, that is their job. So in the same way that an actress is very good at acting, a fitness influencer is eating probably a really um, abnormal, abnormally clean and like chicken and rice and veggies, like diet to look like that potentially. And us as normal people, we don't want to live like that because that's not our job. We have other interests and values. And I mean, if you do like, I support you, but most of us don't. And we have to remember that when we see those people online. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up for today's episode. Thank you so much for coming on and just sharing your wisdom and having this conversation with me. I think it was really important to have. Um, Be sure to follow Haley on Instagram. It's Haley.Lives. And I'll just, I'll put it in the description so you guys can see it, but give her a follow. And if you're interested in working with her, definitely reach out because I think it's super important to just focus on 
yourself and if that's, you know, mental health or just your physical health um, or anything we talked about, I think Haley is a really good resource for that. So be sure to reach out to her. But yeah, that is it for today's episode. Um, thank you guys so much for listening and be sure to follow Girl We Gotta Talk podcast on Facebook and Instagram as always so that you are always up to date on everything pop culture and just all the new episodes each week. But yep, have a great day, guys. Thanks for listening. take COVID seriously, but being safe isn't always comfortable. That's why we started MaskLink. MaskLink with a Y. Each stylish designer mask features eco-dry fabric to cool your face and features high-Q ViroBlock technology, making MaskLink 99.997% effective at reducing the risk of COVID. Order at MaskLink.com. That's M-A-S-K-L-Y-N-K.com. Order now with code FAM30 to save up to 30%. FAM30, short for family. F-A-M as in Mary, 30. You take COVID seriously, but being safe isn't always comfortable. That's why we started MaskLink. MaskLink with a Y. Each stylish designer mask features eco-dry fabric to cool your face and features high-Q ViroBlock technology, making MaskLink 99.997% effective at reducing the risk of COVID. Order at MaskLink.com. That's M-A-S-K-L-Y-N-K.com. Order now with code FAM30 to save up to 30%. FAM30, short for family. F-A-M as in Mary, 30.